Just use your little free trial or something. Yeah, well, it, yeah, they give you the um, the ten hour free trial um, mm-hmm. on Game Pass. So that's usually yeah. what, I, what I do. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, hey, you want to get on that Madden? Let me know. Right. Well, uh, does, Madden, does Madden have crossplay yet? I know 2K does. It does, I think. I okay. Think that was one of the seven points. Man, we can make some shake then. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of playing Madden, mm-hmm. that's what that's what it looked like Ole Miss and LSU were doing. <laughs> I know, right? Good grief! Goodness gracious! They ran it up. I said, "Ain't no defense getting played out here." <laughs> it was just like, "Hey, Lane." Kelly. Oh, Ole Miss had had a few had a few possessions, but I, I know we're gonna get into that here. I know yeah. we're gonna get into that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Nah, that was a crazy game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Let's do it, man. Let's yeah. get into it. Yeah, let's go ahead. I I um gave you the um the rundown sheet and everything, so mm-hmm. everything look good. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Nice. You see me? I'm loose. Yeah. Stretched out. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Feeling good, man. Fantasy teams did what they had to do today in hey. my league. So hey, let's 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 talk football. I'm the, hey, I'm I'm killing it right now, so let's go ahead and do I told it. You, CJ CJ you see he did his thing. Yeah. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Nico Collins too, man. If you had that CJ Nico stack. I'm pretty sure you probably won this weekend. Whoever out there yeah. listening, started both of them today. Well, on Sunday. Yeah. You, you looking good? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I had my my A chain. Um, oh yeah. Running wild. Oh, uh, so. Yep. A chain. Uh, yeah, yeah. He 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 changed. He clarified it. So we gonna the way he's playing football. We we will make sure we say your name correctly. So. <laughs> Devon Achan is the man. There you go. Training for him in the league myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling really good about that. There you go. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Oh, man. As I'm seeing Taylor Swift at this game tonight in New York. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> and then they play her commercial. Oh, my gosh. What doing? It is not that serious, y'all. We... We've seen Taylor Swift before. We get it. She's a celebrity. Cool. <laughs> we ain't worried about her. We worried about Travis Kelsey catching these passes. We ain't stunned her. There you go. Because <laughs> I am for my fantasy team. I'm worried about Kelsey. I'm yeah. worried about Taylor. Right. I don't need him distracted. <laughs> we, we can't select Taylor Swift and, and, and put her on our no, fantasy. No, no. I mean, it's just, it's just some things that they won't let you do. You know. Yeah. I ain't trying to pick her in my fantasy <laughs> league. I, I need other piece, other pieces on my team. Exactly. So. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> oh boy, but you all ready to go? Ready to go ahead and do this? Oh, yeah. this out? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let me go ahead and queue up right quick.
What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I am your host, Corey Willis. I hope you all are doing well on a Monday. Um, got a chance to watch a lot of football over the weekend. Had a lot of great games, a lot of wild stuff <laughs> that happened in college football over the weekend. So, hope everyone got a chance to enjoy it. Another Saturday. Another Saturday. Another Saturday, Saturday man. <laughs> we don't know what it what it what it has to to give us, but you know what I'm saying. We just take it for what it is and enjoy. Exactly, and that's all you can do. <laughs> Literally, all you can do. Oh man, man. yeah, yeah. We we always enjoy you guys listening on the show. Of course, um, we're on many different podcast applications such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. So if you are listening to us on any of those platforms, um, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know um, what we're doing and how we can improve for the future. So very much appreciate it guys as always um each week i'm here with my good friend and co-host you know who he is he is chris bolton what's going on chris what's good Corey? man i'm feeling good i'm i'm ready to to talk some college football is the week did not disappoint no no it didn't we 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 got some some close games that we thought would happen then there were some outcomes that we didn't anticipate happening, but you know, that's college football for you. That's why we love it. That, it sometimes you you hit it on the money, and other times, man, the game is the game and it's unpredictable. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that's just one of the reasons why, you know, we love this sport so much. Um, just because it it brings all of that emotion um that, you know, a lot of sports um try to replicate, but it's nothing like college football. Um, you see the highs, yeah. the lows, um, everything in between. Yes, you do, mm-hmm. and, and and that we did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that we did. Where you want to? Uh, where you want to kick off at? How, how you want to start us off? You know what? I was going to ask you the same thing. Um, I, I I think me and you are on the same wavelength of where we probably want to start off right now and um we'll go ahead and and um you know talk about it right now um so this past saturday we had the lsu tigers um coming into oxford mississippi to take on the old miss rebels um this game was a barn burn like <laughs> yes we, we 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 talk about the highs and the lows like this game had everything it had you know big defensive plays it had tons of offense um it had fans rushing <laughs> down the field afterwards <laughs> it had everything <laughs> it did it did but um but, but yeah, yeah this was a crazy game so uh, so yeah um old miss um defeated LSU 55 to 49 um just a spectacular game by Jackson Dart. He was 26 for 39. Um, threw for 389 yards and four touchdowns. Um, Jaden Daniels, he was 27 for 36. Um, threw for 
well over 400 yards. He had 414 yards through the air and four touchdowns. So, just a remarkable game by both quarterbacks. They were really just battling back with each other. And the defenses, you know, they also made some big stops when they when they could. But, you know, at the end of the day, Ole Miss um, squeaked out of this game um, with a victory. And now they advance to four and four and one, and they are one and one in the conference. As LSU is three and two, and they are two and one in the conference. So, uh, what uh, what do you have to say overall, Chris, about how this game, um, what happened in this game, how how it took yeah. shape, and you know, just what are your thoughts overall? Man, uh, I want to give big ups to. To Ole Miss, because I, I didn't, I in hindsight, you know, m- Monday morning quarterback, and I feel like you know we should have maybe saw this possibly coming, but I, I really thought you know, LSU would break away and kind of win this, you know, by a couple touchdowns, um, especially the way Daniels has been playing, and he he showed that he threw for over four hundred yards, he was spectacular. Um, the offense they put up forty nine points. They, they they scored. They did what they had to do offensively. But I underestimated just how poor this LSU secondary is. And so Ole Miss took advantage. Jackson Dart. We talked about you know we want to see you make the leap. He played an excellent game. Superb. A A plus. You know, you know what I'm saying with the, with the yardage he got, and time and time again, this offense moving the ball downfield. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins had a good game as well. We finally saw the Quinshawn. I felt like we saw the Judkins that we fell in love with last season on the football field in this game. It was the first time he kind of looked like himself this season and had an impact. And so. Um, this Ole Miss team, they did what they had to do. They made timely defensive plays. We got to, you know, that that big hit stick that they put on Daniels early in the game that led to a scoop and score. Yeah, you know, that that that's in many ways, you know, there's several plays that you know teams would want to go back and change, but that made a huge difference. Um, LSU was was on the was moving the ball. That was. Very well, possibly was going to be a scoring drive for the Tigers, and that just changed boom in an instant with that fumble. So timely plays by Ole Miss's defense, and I think too this is maybe a note for us as we continue to pick games throughout the year. Um, when it's a tightly like you know kind of close in the rankings matchup, especially maybe this year with how. Balance the SEC is not, not really a lot of dominance going on between the teams. Everybody is just really is everybody is good. That home field advantage is probably going to be really important in in being the the difference in some of these evenly contested games. And I feel like the home the home crowd that place it seemed electric watching the telecast. And we've been in Bot Hemingway before. We know how that place is when it's sold out. That place, I know, was rocking, and I'm pretty sure both teams felt the impacts of that in the in the game. 
and it played out to Ole Miss's favor. Yeah, yeah. Um, anytime when um, there's a big game in the Oxford, of course, like we uh, we all remember 2014 when. Um, uh, Alabama came into town uh, mm-hmm. to take on Old Miss. You know, that was a big game. The crowd was just raucous through that whole game from beginning to the end. Um, you know, that that's how this, this game was um, overall where, you know, the crowd uh, really got into this game. It really helped um, this team um, prevail in, in the end. Um, but ultimately, um, you know the team made the plays that they needed to make in order to defeat LSU, and you know a good LSU team um, mm-hmm. that that we can say offensively they, you know, can go toe to toe with some of the best teams around college football. Um, I know, like you had mentioned, like um, the LSU secondary is if there's any uh, weak point that we have to mention about LSU, it is that secondary. They have really no one. Um, it's a problem. Yeah, they, yeah, they have a big problem right now. Um, you know, finding good production um, in the secondary. And it, 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 like they don't have a, uh, uh, Derek Sting, um, Stingley. Um, yeah. They don't, they don't have those guys. They don't have those guys. They have, they have transfers this year, and right. it's, it's it's showing. You know, sometimes you hit in the portal. Yeah. And it's not looking like, you know, things, at least to this point of the season, are, are panning out well with, you know, some of your transfer gets that are playing in the secondary. Um, I guess maybe a note for people betting, take the over. For LSU football games the rest of the season, you know, but the way the secondary is playing and the way the offense is playing, should be a lot of high-scoring games. Might be, you know, you're going to have a lot of – hope you don't have high blood pressure, LSU fans. <laughs> These games are going to take you down through there, but it should be a lot of points scored whenever LSU's on the field by the Tigers and by who they're playing against, the way the secondary is. Right. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate defensively because we know that that's not how LSU is. That's not – who they want to be. Um, they want to have a very uh, a very good offense, but they want to have a very tough physical defense. You know, they pride they pride themselves on having um, really good defenses and just a all around team. But right, it's just something that they're going to have to deal with now that we're five games in. You know, you, you kind of realize what you are five, six games in of a football season. So you are who you are. Uh, you couple, are a are. couple quick points. I want to give credit to Ole Miss too for persevering through some situations. Like there was a call where I, I felt like one of the touchdown receptions for LSU very easily could have been reversed. Mm-hmm. Didn't seem like he had possession, but that it, the call, the call was upheld. Um, and Ole Miss, they they just kind of you know rolled with the punches, <laughs> and I, we've seen plays like that, calls like that in the past, not go their way. What that would have done to teams in the past, 
but that didn't happen to this team. Right. So we have to give them credit for for pushing through and staying locked in and never giving up. You know, faith. Like, okay, it is what it is. Let's go out here and score. Yeah. Like, or let's, let's keep let's keep it going. And made enough plays defensively. Found and got enough stops at the end of the game. Get the win. And um, I wonder how you what. How do you think this LSU will continue to play as the season goes along? Because this, I, they they still have a chance to win the conference, but this was not. This wasn't. They didn't need this loss. Well, well, let's see. Um, let's look at their schedule right quick. So, um, they had Ole Miss last Saturday. Um, this coming Saturday, um, they have to. Oh, <laughs> they have to go on the road again, Chris, and take on um, a Missouri team that's really um, coming together right now. And like, yeah, I like this Missouri team. Yeah, that that <laughs> you can't just chalk that up as a win if you're Brian Kelly. No. <laughs> that's not going to be easy. Not, not this Missouri team. Yeah, yeah. So what happened to you? Ooh, hey, yeah, yeah. This this week, uh, there's gonna be a lot of soul searching, um, particularly in their defense, um, just because I think Missouri's um, really on a high right now, and you know, you go if you go into Missouri and you don't play well in that game, and you lose that game. Three and three. The season is that's it's over. Yeah, it's, it's, it's over. over. And in LSU fans' eyes, like it's over. It's, yeah. it's, it's had a loss, right? Um, because you you pretty much have to win out to accomplish what you want to accomplish. If you want to get the tiebreaker in the West, barring Ole Miss, not you know, it's depending on what happens with Ole Miss as their season continues. Mm-hmm. But you 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 need the tiebreakers over Alabama. You know, you need to to defeat, take care of business against teams like Arkansas. You know, um, you need to beat A&M. You need to take care of business against Auburn. Mm-hmm. And you got the good old Egg Bowl, which no matter how either team is playing up to that point in the season, anything can happen in that ball game. So um, for, for Ole Miss and Mississippi State, when you look at Ole Miss, though, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how things play out for both teams, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ole Miss, they still have a chance to you know maybe make something happen out the West too. Now with this win, this this is a big win for them. Yeah, like like you said, um, you know they have a big role ahead of of them as well throughout the rest of the season. Um, if they want to do something um, big over there in Oxford and make some waves, they're really going to have to um, you know, take care of, you know, handle their business with this schedule overall. Um, you know, that's the biggest. Yeah. biggest they're, 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 they're notoriously have come away with wins against, like, maybe Alabama and LSU in the same season, but they turn around and lose to Arkansas. Right. Or 
you know, you lose a close one, a heartbreaker to Auburn or something like that in the season that looks like you should be better than those teams. And it looks like they should be better than those teams this year. So can you can you change the course of what, you know, how history uh, of how it tends to go for your program and, and win those games that you should win? So we'll right. see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, like. Like you said, this week they have to um, play Arkansas. That game's at home. Um, then they have to go on the road to Auburn um, in about um, two weeks from there. Um, and then they pretty much finish out with Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, UL Monroe at home. And then um, they have to travel um, to... Georgia on November the 11th and then the Egg Bowl um, in Starkville so um, yeah so yeah <laughs> like SEC man it's, 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 it, SEC. Doesn't, it, it doesn't get any easier man every week no it doesn't <laughs> it, it does not it does not but um but yeah that's um that's pretty much all I have um, to say about that game. Of course, uh, I think Ole Miss is still alive um, in the SEC West race. Uh, the LSU has a lot of soul searching to do. Um, they're not fully out of it either, uh, just because that's their first SEC loss. But mm-hmm. um, but you kind of see a trajectory, a little trajectory of what. Um, both teams will look like going forward. So, um, anything else you want to add before we move on? Uh, we, can, we can keep it rolling. Let's get we can keep we can keep the the, the pace that Lane Kiffin offense going. You know what I'm let's, <laughs> get <back. laughs> let's get back. Let's get back to running next play. Yo, man, absolutely. We, I mean, we, we got to got to keep it moving. Got to keep it moving. <laughs> All right. So, um, next game um, that we'll talk about, we'll stick. In the SEC, Chris, um, we had number one Georgia um, going to Auburn to take on the Auburn Tigers. Um, this game, it, it was one of those games where you felt that there could could have been an upset, but number one Georgia finds a way to squeak it, squeak out with a victory. Um, Carson Beck, um, he was twenty three for thirty three. Um, 313 yards um, for one touchdown then he also threw one interception um, Peyton Thorne he was 10 for 19 82 yards um, through one interception um, but we had Robbie Ashford um, that also had came in into the game with Auburn kind of running that two quarterback system right now um, mm-hmm. he did get one touchdown um, with his legs, he had four carries, 33 yards, um, and then one touchdown near the red zone. So um, it was one of those games, Chris, where they were battling each other for all four quarters, and hey, <laughs> you, you you just crank up the Brock party, and you just let Brock Bowers, one of your top players of, of your team, just. You know, Brock Cook. <laughs> take it home for you. Take you to Brock victory. Cook. Yep. 
The game it, it looked like it looked like a rivalry game. We know Georgia and Auburn is always uh, it's, it can always be some crazy shenanigans in that game as well. Uh, we, we've yeah. seen some stuff over the years in that game, but uh, Auburn, you know, they 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 made it a game. You know what I'm saying? They were they were at home. This was the game. I think we talked about Bama and Mississippi State possibly being, being the close game with the, the trap game, with, you know, State being at home at nighttime. It played out to where this was actually how it played out for Auburn in Georgia, where, yeah. you know, it was the close game. It played here, played there, and, you know, possibly Auburn pulls it off in, in the first season of the Hugh Freeze era. Uh, but you live to fight another day, man. If you're if you're Georgia, you yeah. live to fight another day. Um, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, they 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 need to make a a step up offensively. They need to take another leap with this offense because this is it isn't your typical Georgia defense either. You know, what I'm saying this isn't the, this isn't the Georgia team's last few years. It's still a very good team. But isn't those those dominant dogs, and they kind of need somebody to to take things up a notch, or else you know the way the SEC is this year, man. I mean, Georgia can get caught. Almost just got caught by Auburn. No offense to Auburn, but by Auburn of all teams, you know this isn't the same Auburn team you're watching this year. Definitely won't be the team on the field next year. Or for that matter, you know, two years after that, like there's supposed to be some wholesale changes at Auburn, and this is still competing. But you know, on paper, though, you you would think the number one team in the nation would have kind of put a thumping on this Auburn team, and that didn't happen. Right. It, like this, <laughs> there's a lot of things that it, I mean, maybe you can change them. Maybe you can find. Um, a couple other guys or on your team that can you know really you know boost this offense, but yeah, I mean you're five six games out of the season now. Like like I was talking about earlier, you kind of are who you are. Um, That's what he named this episode, man. You are who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't 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 give me any ideas, Chris. Though, so do <laughs> you are who you are, but that is the thing, man. Yeah, that is the, the thing. It's the truth. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, overall, Georgia cannot if they're very serious about three peating this year. They they can't keep playing like this against every single person. They just can't. At some point, you're gonna you're going to go up against a team that's going to say no. <laughs> like like you're gonna have to come to our level uh, and, and play to our standards. Um, that could be this weekend if we're being real. Yeah, as they take on undefeated Kentucky, and 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 we'll get to to the Wildcats later. Yeah, we'll but, get to them later. But Georgia needs to come ready against this Kentucky team. We'll we'll say that much for now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it like we said <laughs> earlier for Ole Miss, it doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any easier for Georgia. Like 
they can get caught slipping next week <laughs> with a performance like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that Kirby Smart, um, he had his quarterback battle um, before the season had started. And, you know, he ultimately picked Carson Bet as the guy. Um, at reigns at quarterback, but I, I don't know. Every every week is just like this slow plodding offense coming out every week, and you don't know what you're gonna get. And you know now, this is the meat of Georgia's schedule now. Like they are knee deep in into their schedule. Um, like I said, it doesn't get any easier. So it's going to be interesting to see how the team plays um, going forward. Because they still have to play. Yeah. Like, they have to play Kentucky this week. They have to play Old Miss later on in the year. Um, Fortunately for them, they have both of those games at home. Yeah. Both of those games are at home for them. So that's, that's, that's key. Mm-hmm. But um, still, though, you come out. You come out slow against against these teams, man, and and the way we saw Ray Davis play, you know, we anything can happen this upcoming Saturday. Anything, can <laughs> so happen. Anything, anything can happen. happen. You know, Florida's up and down. We don't we don't know. Like I still don't know what to think about Florida. Like <laughs> Florida, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we'll talk about them later. But you know, we saw them beat Tennessee the way that they did who's to say that they won't <laughs> show up at the cocktail party you know it's mm-hmm. it's all of these things that Kirby and his coaching staff have to think about um, moving forward because they can get caught slipping quick fast and, and in a hurry and they, they know that too mm-hmm. they know that um, so there, there's somebody else besides Brock is going to have to just and inject some life, some explosion, you know what I'm saying, into this offense. And um, we'll see, um, I will see who that can be, who that might be, how they go about doing that. But some adjustments, adjustments will be made, um, I feel like, you know, moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most definitely. Um, so, you got any other things to say about this game? No, just you know, good good showing by Auburn and Coach Freeze and the staff. They drew up, I feel like, a good game plan, and are trying to do the best with you know just the the, the, the players they have right now. They Freeze, Hugh Freeze doesn't have all all his weapons at his disposal, you know, not yet, but um. I feel like if you're an Auburn fan, you are encouraged by this performance, and uh, the team will be the, the, the program is just fine. This year's going going to be a tough year, but the program is just fine. Yeah. yeah. We don't like moral victories, but you know, I mean, you did um, you played a good competitive game against the top team in the nation. So mm-hmm. I think you'll take that with how this team is this year, right? think you're gonna have to <laughs> I think yeah. you're gonna have to um so you know we'll, we'll see where 
where everything goes between both teams. Um, I, I do like the fight that Auburn um, is having now. I, I think, you know, with um, Hugh Freeze being there, he's showing he, – it, it does seem that he has some players that are buying into what he's trying to do. Um, so that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, but we do need to see a little bit more from Georgia. But we'll see. We'll see how everything goes. So, For sure. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, what we are going to do now, we are going to leave the SEC for a little bit, Chris. We'll be back a little bit later as we wrap up the show. Um, mm-hmm. to talk about USC traveling to Boulder, Colorado to take on primetime's Colorado Buffaloes. Um, yeah, this was a this was a game that both of us were interested in watching, um, especially after Colorado um, got stumped against Oregon um, the following week. Yes. Um, this game ended forty-eight to forty-one. Um, hey, it 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 had every everything that you wanted to see offensively. In yeah. This game. Um, you know, you you had Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams taking on Shadur Sanders. Um, you know, Caleb, he had a big day. He was 30 for 40, 403 yards with six touchdowns, one interception. Um, Shadur Sanders, he was 30 for 45 uh, with 371 yards through the air, four touchdowns, and one interception. So, um, yeah, like I said, it came down to the wire, but ultimately USC squeaked out with a win, and they advanced to 5-0 and oh, as Colorado it um, will now be three and two. Um, USC is three and zero in conference play, and Colorado with their second loss in conference play. So, um, overall, Chris, what did you think about this game? It was interesting. Um, I expected Colorado to kind of come out humming, and for it to you know be tight instantly. But it kind of how I anticipated it being a tight game, it just it happened later. Mm-hmm. Colorado, you know, got settled in and um, started to get things rolling. But, you know, we saw the emergence of, a, of another skill player for Colorado, Omarion Miller. Um, seven receptions, 196 yards and a TD. So no Travis Hunter, no problem. You know, Miller steps up and it showcases that he's he's a guy. <laughs> yeah. Um not just him. But Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, this Colorado has some they have some players. They got some guys on the outside. Yeah. But you know, they, they showed some pride and fought back. This game could have gotten ugly. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was about to be ugly. But they fought back, made it a, a tight game. Um and I think we saw, you know, this team just continuing to grow up. We, as we said, beginning of the season, we really we didn't expect Colorado to beat USC. We didn't expect them to beat Oregon. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Colorado fans should be encouraged 
that you lost by seven to someone who is, you know, a Heisman hopeful and should probably be the first pick in the NFL draft next season. And, you know, with a USC team that's extremely talented and this is supposed to be USC's year. And you, you may, I made it a game in the first year of, of the Coach Prime era. So, um, solid outing by Colorado, you know, I think they they lead this game feeling good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we lost, but you know, we're gonna be all right. Travis is on his way back, you know, and, and the offensive line showed they had uh, some heart about them. Didn't get continue to get bullied and, and beat up like they did in the Oregon game. They did some bullying in this game too. So, I think Colorado should should feel good, and USC kind of you know, like I said, they they can have some duds at times. They came out clicking, but you don't like how they finished that game either. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they didn't finish it the way you kind of want to be a team, a more dominant and better team finish games. And that that didn't happen. So that's something to keep an eye on too as they continue their Pac-12 season. Yeah, um, I totally agree with you on that one, Chris. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just like what we talked about with Georgia uh, a few minutes ago where you know you, you're number one team in the country um, we want to see you act like it we want to see the behemoth that you are in, as the Georgia Bulldogs and so n- no difference with USC um, with a Heisman Trophy quarterback and players back from the previous year and some um, you want to see this team take that next step, and while you know they they still have a dynamic offense, um, defensively um, they haven't shown that they can really take the air um, out of the football um, for opposing teams. So. Uh, it's one of those things where you just kind of like waiting, you know, like when are you gonna slip next? And you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> this could have been the game, honestly. You mm-hmm. let Colorado get back in the game when you were up by twenty. Yeah, those guys say they, they over there feel like we had five more minutes. You know what I'm saying? This could be a different outcome. That's how Colorado leaves the game feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it. It, it speaks. It speaks more about how the way you played than how the way they played. You, mm-hmm. I mean, we we saw them; they had no answer against Oregon. They come back this week, they figure some things out. Um, Amarion Miller, like you had mentioned, you know, he he stepped up this week. Um, I talked about Kamani McClain, of course. Dion mm-hmm. had talked about him um, being able up. to step step up. Um, you know, I honestly feel like <laughs> both of those guys were probably they probably had a meeting with Travis Hunter to you know step up in his place. Uh, that's just me, uh, mm-hmm. be- because their positions are important. And you know, you had all of these players making these plays, and look what they did. They 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 could have tied that game up. They could have tried to win that game. <laughs> Potentially, um, so you know it. It shows it, it. It shows a lot of reserve 
um, from the Colorado side of things it, that I think uh, people can kind of pump the brakes and uh, to a point, but but say you know this team is better than what uh, a lot of people want uh, may want to give them. Um, I, I think they're just a year a year off, of course, but I think there's still talent on that team. Um, as for USC. They have tons of talent as well, but you know you still want to see dominance from them on the defensive side of the football. Um, offense, you know, Brennan Rice is, is great. <laughs> um, Zachariah Branch, who you know didn't play in this game, he's great. Um, you you really want to you really want to see that kind of talent um, just on the defensive side of the ball. You want to see guys make it yeah, play. You want to see, you want to see USC over, overwhelm them like uh, Oregon did. Yeah. And that we didn't see. Right. Didn't see. So, so. We didn't see that. And uh, maybe that's something to keep in mind moving forward once we have some of these more, you know, the, these matchups in the Pac-12 when some of these top tier teams had to play each other. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, the USC they 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 get the win, and all's well that ends well. But you know, I've, it's it's another one of those games, man. Like we we've seen a lot of we've seen some of these teams, some of these you know top tier, highly ranked teams. They 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 get they got the win. It wasn't the best, but they got the win. So um, everybody has a game like that. Um, I feel like every season, but you want it to be that alone where you have a game like that. You don't want this to become a pattern and then it becomes who you are. Exactly. So we'll, um, we'll see how USC plays, you know, next week. Um, and we'll see how Colorado plays, but you get out of Boulder with the dub. So, Hey, I think that's, that's all that matters. And at least you're not alone. Everybody else in college football is having the same problems of playing four quarters of great football. USC isn't the only team struggling with that. Granted, that that is the truth right now. Um, no one's playing perfect ball. Um, <laughs> I think I think we should say um, everyone does have somewhat of. Um, of a deficiency, I, I should say. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to keep keep an eye out on USC, um, keep an eye out on, on Colorado, everyone right now, um, just to see how they improve, or you know, is this how is, is this how they're going to be? Um, so, um, any any um, other things you want to? note about this game before we move on? No, you know, I'm sure the maybe the Colorado bandwagon will kind of ease up some now with, you know, these losses. Um, unfortunately, you know, it seems like a lot of I mean, it's, it's college football, man. There's, there's going to be, you're going to lose some games. I don't think I hope people weren't expecting them to go undefeated, but maybe that, that plays to Colorado's favor and they can continue to just lock in and try to improve week in and week out. 
So uh, we'll just see how this team and how their trajectory continues to go and how they look um, moving forward. But uh, no, nah, that's that's all I have on this matchup. You know, it turned out to just you know be a, be a, a fun game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely see. Um, what happens for both teams going forward? I, I see a lot of promise um, from a lot of different players on both teams, and you know we hope from a USC standpoint with them being the, at the top, uh, one of the top teams uh, in the Pac-12 right now. Um, where they go from here? Can they get better? And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So yeah, um, next game we will segue to the game at Duke, where number seventeen Duke hosted Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish. Um, this was a ABC game. Um, hey, it was this was a game that I was int- very interested in watching, Chris, because. Of course, as we had talked last week about um, how, how the Duke Blue Devils uh, defeated Clemson in that first game of the season, um, this was like a big first big test since that game, and we really mm-hmm. wanted to see um, how they would come out and perform. And overall, um, they didn't win the game. Notre Dame defeated Duke um, 21 to 14 um, I would say Duke still played a very tough physical football game that defense is legit and yeah I, I, I just think you know there were a couple of, of plays um, that just didn't go their way um, toward the end they let that big rushing touchdown um, happen um, where and and he let Sam Hartman convert well third and fourteen, yeah. third and fifteen run. Um we got the pocket and got that first down. Yeah. Um that's yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But yeah, Duke the Duke North uh Notre Dame game was was a great game. Yeah, it was a great game. It was it was a tough physical had to, had to have your hard hat on for this one, you know. what I'm saying had to have your helmet strapped up. Um, this was this was a physical ball game, but you expected that out of these two programs, right? Um, so it was it was just as physical as we in, you know anticipated. It's gritty and tough battle at the line of scrimmage. Um, but Notre Dame after Duke. Um, came down and scored in the fourth quarter. Notre Dame made the plays. They had the drive. Sam had the drive. He led the drive. And Notre Dame comes away with the win, a huge win for them. I, I still don't feel any differently than I felt before the game about Duke. The only problem is their star quarterback got injured in this ball game. At yeah. the end in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, Riley Leonard. Um, I think the last time I did get 
um, word on it. Um, he may be be out um, next week. With we'll, we'll see. Um, but they did say he had a high ankle sprain. Um, so that, that, that that's that's disappointing. It looked he could have been. You know, season ending, it looked really bad and it, um, on Saturday. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how Duke, you know, how they respond now if you're losing Riley. If you don't have him on the field, how this team will be. But Saturday, that Duke team looked like one of the better teams in the nation, and so did Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame was, what, one player away on the field from maybe getting a stop? On the last play of the game, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they had ten players on the field instead of eleven. I mean, you know, Notre Dame isn't isn't a slouch by any means. You know, right. that was they they are a very very good team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Notre Dame, man, good resiliency, yeah, bounce back, and and then you get a win in t- a tough, hostile environment on the road at Notre at, uh, at Duke. And that Duke crowd was fired up in the ball game too, all game long. They were, they were. It, like this wasn't basketball, folks. This was a football game um, for the Duke Blue Devils, and you know they came out to show their support, and yeah, they they really um, took it up, uh, took it up a notch. So that helped this team with a lot of confidence going into this game. But overall. Um, I just think Duke is a very um, good coached football team right now. Um, have have players on that defense um, that can really take you down to the wire. So um, it, it's unfortunate uh, to hear uh, about Riley Leonard um, going down with that high ankle sprain. Um, so hopefully he can come back sooner rather than later. Uh, and um, yeah, overall, uh, I think Notre Dame, um, this was a big win for them. This is something that they needed. And this can definitely help them throughout the rest of the season to gain some confidence um, as well throughout the season. So um, They had to get this one, honestly. Yeah. You know, if you want to continue to keep your playoff hopes alive, because now this sets you up to still remain with one loss. When you end up playing USC, mm-hmm. so um, they 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 needed this one. They needed this one. Yeah. So so yeah. Um, yes. Hats off to Notre Dame um, by by getting that victory, and we'll see what what happens going forward with the Fighting Irish. So, any other um, things that you want to add to this game? Nah. Um, just, just enjoyed the ball game. Uh, impressed with uh, how both teams played, and you know, just hoping, hoping Riley gets is healthy, can get, you know, what I'm saying can can recover quickly, mm-hmm. and just ready to see, continue to see what this Notre Dame team is made of. I'm, I'm looking forward to when they play USC. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to when they play USC because it's going to be at Notre Dame. And like we said, these games where teams are evenly matched, may just 
how 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 critical how key is that home field advantage so um you know it gets loud out there in south yes. oh yeah oh yeah especially for that one mm-hmm. it's gonna be extra it's gonna be extra crazy for that one so um no, they've circled oh yes for sure for sure so it's, it's shaping up to be the game mm-hmm. uh, for for both teams you know absolutely they both they both needed so yeah absolutely but um but yeah yeah um that that's all we have to say about um Notre Dame Duke um it was a really good game um really showcased a lot of good defensive stops uh, but also um some some great offense as well so um, we'll definitely see how both teams um, come out as we progress through the college football season. So, um, so now we are going to head over to Austin, Texas, Chris, my neck of the woods, mm-hmm. where the number three Longhorns hosted the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, this was a game that I felt confident and I know you did um, feel confident um, in Texas winning and they did they defeated Kansas 40 to 14 um, Texas is now five and no um, Kansas has now um, turned the page to four and one um, Texas is two and0 in the conference Kansas is one and one in the conference so um, it was a big day. For the Longhorns, Quinn Ewers, he was 25 for 35, 325 yards um, with one touchdown. He also did throw one interception um, as they were getting ready to head to halftime in that game. Um, This was kind of upsetting because um, Jason Bean had to play quarterback uh, for Kansas. And he was 9 for 21, um, 136 yards. He did throw one touchdown, but, um, but yeah, um, he, he did have to play um, quarterback in this game, unfortunately. But um, overall, yeah, no Daniels. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, no Daniels in this game, unfortunately. Um, so that, that, was pretty much a bummer, I, I'd say, because I really wanted to see um, what he would do out on the field. So, but overall, um, yeah, Texas comes out of this game with a W. Um, they started slow, <laughs> just like the way they have been um, the last several weeks, and now yeah. they have to turn the page to the Red River rivalry. So, what do you think overall about um, how Texas look in this game? Texas look like just like another team that just knows they're supremely talented, and they kind of just wait till the second half to turn things up and play the kind of football we know they can play. And as as a risky habit, can't can't do that next weekend. I know that much. Um, no. You can't do that against Oklahoma. Well, this weekend, I should say. So, yeah. Uh, Texas or Texas, man. They're, they're, they're a good squad. 
just have a chance to win this thing just as much as any other team in the nation um, that's highly ranked based off the players they have. Quinn Ewers looked good. Um, we you would like to see them have you know uh, you would like to see them really kind of just you know put the thump down on Kansas to start this game but mm-hmm. eventually they did pull off take you know pull away and, and uh, you know win big but I don't know how if there's really too much to take away from this game I feel like we're we're the one we're waiting on is coming right up. Yeah, we want to see them against Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's the that's the real test right now. Um, is what they're going to look like against Oklahoma. Um, you know, I, we're all we're all anticipating that game. Um, it's going to be a <laughs> that 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 game is going to be crazy um, down in Dallas at the State Fair. So. Um, can't wait to see what happens between Quinn Ewers and Dylan Gabriel in, in that football game. It, it should be a, a very good, um, very good game. It's going to. It should be. It's going. We're going to learn a lot about both teams. So, um, so yeah, it's it's another another Texas win. Um. They, They've started. I think they probably really can't take from it. It's just you know, it's, it's another win. Yeah. They they got the win. Yeah, um, Kansas without this, they were without their starting quarterback. So it is what it is. You know, yeah. they went out there and Texas got the win. So I th- I think that's the takeaway. It's just we continue to wait and see. You know, we have to. We know this is a really good team after them beating Bama at Alabama, so we know they are good. Right. Honestly, the way this season has played out, we know they are what the the better teams. You know, a great team Mm -hmm. in the nation. But we're going to see now. You know, in a rivalry matchup, a game that Oklahoma and I know their fans have circled and really want this one. Of course, you know it's. Red River, Red River rivalry, um, and this is the one that their head coach really needs coming off the season they had last year. If he can get this one, after what when after after winning six games last year, if I'm not mistaken, Oklahoma did. Yeah. So you turn around and you you beat Texas. After Texas and beat Alabama, you know, Texas fans are on cloud nine, feeling good. We're about to go into the college football playoff this year and get this championship. Um, that'll be huge for them. So, you know, now we just we we get ready for that one. That's that's the one that gives us answers. Like, oh, Texas beat Bama and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, Texas really – they might be the number one team in the nation. Georgia's been ranked number one so far, but it might be Texas who's really the top team in the country. We'll see. We'll see. I think we'll, I think we'll learn that, you know, Saturday. Because Oklahoma has looked really good at, at in some of their games. Mm-hmm. The defense has been flying around. And, you know, that's that's what their head coach, that's what he hangs his, his heart on. You know what I'm saying? That's his pride and joy, his defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm ready to see that one. Yeah. 
it's about to get interesting. Um, I think just overall, I've just been, you know, with me being within the mm-hmm. UT climate, it's just, I, I guess this is how this team is where, you know, they, they are a second half team. Um, with them being that, um, can they still be on this high and and you know, um, take on Oklahoma and um, come out of that game with a W? Uh, so if they can, then that'll be big for them. They've got to win against Oklahoma. You got to win against Alabama. You're riding high right now. I think if you are the college football playoff committee, I would put I would put um, Texas at number one over Georgia at that point. Um, just because I think you have to, you know, in the end they succeeded, they've won. (laughs) You know, barring that they don't lose before. Um, the rankings officially come out. Right, but, um, right. I would agree. But yeah, uh, overall, um, they have really, really talented players, and they're winning football games right now. Queen Ewers is he's doing it um, right now, and you know we, we're about to see this coming Saturday what happens. Yeah, yeah. Everything you've done. Doesn't matter, honestly, to up to this point for both teams. It's about this game. Absolutely. You have both teams have this one circled. You have to win this game. Yep. So <laughs> I agree. point blank period, man. It's, it's it's that simple. I agree. I agree. Well, yeah. Um, any other things to note about this game um before we move into our last game of the day? Nah. Nothing else for me on this one. Okay. All right. Well, last but not least, folks, we are going to head back into the SEC um, where we had the Florida Gators taking a trip to Kentucky, to Lexington, Kentucky, to take on the Wildcats. Um, Who knew, Chris? Um (laughs) <laughs> As we kind of head to your neck of the woods, um, yeah. <laughs> who who knew that Kentucky was going to run all over the Florida Gators the way that they did? Nobody did, I think. <laughs> Unless you know you you're one of the people in that Kentucky football program circle, but. <laughs> I think some people in that circle would question and tell you they weren't anticipating this. Scratching their head. <laughs> Just like, look, man. Who knew? Kentucky's offensive line, the big blue wall, hasn't played like this since, 20, since 2021. Yeah. This was, this was probably the best game we've seen from Kentucky. And since the 2021 season, better than any of their performances last year. Yeah. And they low-key dominated this. They they played well from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. This was this was what you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. 
if you if you had stock in this Kentucky team, this was the game you wanted to see the performance you wanted to see from them. And Ray Davis did the things he the things he did to Kentucky last year as a Commodore. He did to Florida this year as a Wildcat. I mean, he was he ran like a man possessed against them. You know, it was he did his thing. Over two hundred yards rushing, you know. Was electric. As soon as he hit that hole, man, he was he was taking off. He was gone. He was flying down the field. So you saw Liam Cohen, their offensive coordinator, cooking. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Kentucky showed out. Kentucky showed out. This was a huge win for the fan base. A huge win for them. And don't be surprised uh, if. You know they they step into Athens and and play some good football this uh, Saturday. Don't be surprised one bit. They last year's team arguably gave Georgia their toughest test of the season. Just couldn't put points on the board. Held them to thirteen points. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if this year's team can put points on the board against the dogs. But spectacular performance against Florida. I think the best win of the weekend for anyone. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Ray Davis, he was he he was a a monster among men in this game. Uh, <laughs> just just an amazing performance by him. He had twenty six carries, two hundred and eighty yards with three touchdowns. His longest run of the day was uh, for seventy five yards. Um, but yeah, overall, um, a great win for Kentucky as they defeated um, Florida thirty-three to fourteen um, in Kroger Field. Um, Devin Leary, um, he was—I mean, he, he he did what he needed to do to get his team to victory. Nothing, nothing flashy. Yeah, so much when your running back runs for over two two hundred yards. Absolutely, <laughs> you ain't got to do anything. You like? <laughs> I mean, he was I nine know, for nineteen. Turn around and hand it the ball. You yeah, know, he's doing all the work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. He was he was nine for nineteen, sixty-nine yards. He did throw a touchdown, but. Overall, Ray Davis, he took over in this game. Um, um, on the Florida side of things, Graham Mertz, he was 25 for 30, 244 yards, um, threw for two touchdowns and one interception. Um, so, yeah, um, hats off to Kentucky. Um, they have to play number one Georgia now, which is going to be a monster game. Um, so we, we will definitely – be talking about that game later on in the week um, as the Wildcats get set to head that yep. head to Athens, Georgia, um, to take on yep. the number Again, one team. In the pass off to Kentucky's offensive line. Yep. We they they that's been the weak point for this football team last season. The big question mark heading into this season. And to see them block like that and open up the holes for Ray Davis to run through. I'm telling you, I know Kentucky fans are ecstatic, overjoyed, mm-hmm. and truly feel like this team can go to Athens and get the win. So, like you said, we'll preview that matchup later on this week. But this is 
this was the win that Kentucky needed and 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 how they won the fashion that they won was big so we'll see if that it can continue, you know carry that momentum to Athens but, absolutely uh, yeah shout, shout out to the Wildcats for putting together a a game plan and and executing it absolutely and like I said just a um great great job by Mark Stoops and his team um uh, overall um we'll, we'll touch on the Florida side of things um for Florida um they are now three and two one and one in conference play um as I said earlier Florida's just an up and down team now Chris what, what do you think about what Billy Napier and company and company are doing um over in Gainesville right now with Florida um is this just something that um that they that they can potentially bounce back from or is this something that I think so I think they can bounce back I think so. I think this is just the nature of the SEC this year, man. Mm-hmm. You have you had Tennessee at home. We knew they had their trouble. Tennessee had some things that could be exposed, and Florida exposed them. Yeah, Florida hit the road. Kentucky saw some stuff on film that they felt like they could expose, and they exposed them. So Florida can easily continue and maybe have an eight and four season. I mean. Or things could be, it could be a six and six kind of year. I mean, it's it's wide open. It's wide open. Um, I think every every week in the SEC, when you aren't a dominant team, and as we see in this league this year, there are no dominant teams. I mean, you play on the road, you're gonna have to come with it, or else you're gonna you're you're losing. And so, is this is just this is just what it is in the SEC this year? And Florida played a team that was ready for them at their home field, and they 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 got they got beat down. And then Florida can very well next week be putting the beat down on someone. This is is just going to be it's going to be an up and down year. I really think that. Yeah. It it certainly feels like it. Um, next game, of course, they have a game against Vanderbilt. Um, they should win that game. Um, but you know, o- overall, like their next big test, they have to travel to South Carolina. So um, watch out, Gators fans, um, just because I think Spencer Rattler is someone that. You know he has his ups and down moments, but um, mm-hmm. he, you know he he definitely can get you um, when the opportunity presents itself. Overall, for Florida, um, it you know it just doesn't get any easier um, for them. They have to come out each week and be the best team that they that they can be, and you know it, you just see levels of just them being up and down um but you know we 
we can we can see um, what what happens for them in the future. I mean, there's still a lot of football left to be played, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the nature of, of, of a first year head coach too, with you know, Napier. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this, these things happen, and it's going to be up and down. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just I think we just got Florida fans just buckle up. I can't say enjoy the ride. But just ride safely, put your seatbelt on, because yeah. it's going to be some times where you love what happens. There's going to be some games where you're like, oh, man, come on, come on. I know. And you're not going to be the only ones. That's going to be the SEC this year. It's going to be all over the place. It yeah. really is. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely correct, Chris. Um, no team in the SEC, I think, this year um, is unbeatable. Um, I think everyone has their own set of issues. More teams than than other teams, of course. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that's just the way it is. But I, I think uh, with them losing the way that they did, I think they they lost to a pretty good Kentucky team that is starting to find themselves a, a little bit more. So um, it's no. No reason to cry over spilled milk, of course. There's still a lot of football left to be played. Um, you got that big win over Tennessee, which no one saw saw that coming. So there, there's things to build off of. There's things um, that we can definitely see this team improve on. Um, but, you know, there's like I said, there's still a lot of, of football left to be played. And... Um, we'll definitely see what what happens with Florida going forward. So um, I won't count them out just yet. Same, same, absolutely. Um, but any anything else you want to add? Nah, um, I think that that wraps everything up. We kind of wanted to hit on tonight. You know, uh, it, was, it was another another weekend of college football. You know, we we see some teams almost make it happen. We saw some teams rise to the occasion, you know, step up in the moment and make it happen. Now the the question I think is consistency. Mm-hmm. Will they will they continue to do so? Will you will they separate themselves? I feel like everybody's so so closely bunched up. No one has just truly separated themselves from the bunch. Right. Well now these next couple of weeks are the opportunities for such teams, you know, for teams to show that, nah, you know, we, you can, you can put us at the top mm-hmm. or nah, we're, we're better than them. You know, we, we put a beat down on them at their home field in a road on, you know what I'm saying? You know, on the road and smack this team, you know, these are the chances to, to do that. And these are the chances if you had a slow start to the season, but you still bought in, you're going to have some teams coming to you or you're going to go to their place and you can still make something happen. So we're going to see what teams are made of, whether it's from a resiliency standpoint or from them separating themselves from the fold, from everybody else and showing we are the big dog in college football. Texas, we beat Alabama and we beat Oklahoma. So, you know, we're going to find out, you know, 
who is that team? Can somebody step up? There's still a lot of football left. Can somebody or somebody's can several teams step up and show like, no, nah, we're not just good. We really are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, as we, you know, head towards the middle of the season, um, you're like there's no time for excuses now because everyone's about to start beating up on each other. And that's where we're really about to see um, who's really at the top of this mountain this year in college football. So, yeah, we're we're about to see. We're we're about to see. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm locked in, man. I'm locked in. I'm ready to to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right now, I think if I was making the college football playoff top four, I would say Texas. I would say Georgia. Begrudgingly, I say Georgia. <laughs> I think I would say Oregon. I think I would have Oregon up there for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, you got your USC's, your Michigan's, your Washington. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I really can't even give you a four right now. <laughs> I just I find everybody. I find everybody so close, man. I really can't give you a four. I, I can't either. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> like, get at me by the end of, of October. <laughs> <laughs> Then I, I'll give thing, you my like, four. Can we per- try to predict who we think would make who who's who's standing? You know, will will Georgia will it be an SEC school in the mix? I mean, I, I think Georgia could can get a loss. I don't know, man. It's 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 crazy. It's tough. It, this is unprecedented. I I haven't seen I haven't seen the SEC be this beatable. Well, both of us haven't seen the SEC be this beatable in quite some time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think Texas, at the end of the day, is going to be a playoff team. I think we'll see how this Michigan-Ohio State-Penn State thing plays out between those three schools. Mm-hmm. That's something to keep an eye on. Keep an eye on Georgia. Low-key, keep an eye on Alabama. Yeah, I don't know. We were ready to kind of write them off, but you know, maybe they figured out that we just wanted to run this football and play defense. Go back to the old Alabama way. <laughs> that, that, that that keeps getting them wins. Look, if it helps you win, do it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So maybe this this is going to be a season where they lean on the defense like they like they used to. Well, yeah. they they are a dynamic offensive team, but oh well, you know, run the football, play defense, and get the wins. Right. So we still have to kind of keep an eye on them. And you got the Pac-12 schools, Washington, USC, Oregon. You know, we we'll have to keep an eye on them. Yeah, got to keep an eye on um, Florida State. Yeah, um, yeah. Duke is still in it. Florida State's tricky. Yeah, 
Yeah, Louisville. Like, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of games to be played. North Carolina. I, I keep going. <laughs> Notre Dame. One loss. Notre Dame. Yeah. It's so wide open, man. It is. It is. <laughs> Kentucky. Undefeated. Just had the best performance of the weekend when you you look at how they beat Florida. Mm-hmm. You guys throw their name in the toss their name in the hat. Got to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Overall, it's it, it's very interesting in college football. But um, but yeah, it, we will we will find out sooner rather than later, my friend. Um, so yeah, yes, we will. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we will. So um, yeah, that's um it for us. Um, as always, y'all, we appreciate y'all for listening in on the show. Um, Thanks. Just talking about everything that's going on in college football. We we are always we are already halfway through the season already. It's just crazy that we are, but um, but yeah, um, we we definitely appreciate y'all listening in. Um, before we head out. Chris, tell the good folks where you can where they can find you on social media. Follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Chris underscore Bolton underscore twelve B O L T O N. Follow me on Instagram too at Chris dot Bolton underscore. Get your boy. Awesome, and you can find me on X as well at Listen to KSW all one handle. Um, I'm there talking college football, video games, professional wrestling. Um, just holler at me on there. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, sounds good, man. We're another another good job, another good good slate of games to recap. Mm-hmm. And now we just we get ready to you know a little preview Saturday this weekend's matchups again later on this week. So yeah, that'll be another great pod. Awesome. Awesome. Well, until next time, y'all, y'all take care and we will um, see y'all then. Peace. Peace.